welcome to Over the Edge Podcast with Paige Ray. I am Paige. And this is a weekly chat about pushing creative boundaries, making big moves without knowing all of the answers, and jumping off a cliff to our dreams while figuring out how to build a plane on the way down. So find your favorite chair, grab your coffee, and get ready to live the dream without losing your mind. Let's go over the edge together, friends. Hello, and welcome to Over the Edge Podcast. We have a very special guest today. I want to introduce you to Kirsten Parker. Kirsten is a decision coach, which means she helps people make clear choices for reasons they actually like and be more on their own team throughout the whole process. And we have a lot to talk about today because being a creative and making money at it or doing it for fun, whatever your reason for being is as a creative... It is a process, it is a process, it is a series of decisions ultimately to get to the work that you really want to make in the world or to hit those goals, whatever that looks like. It is ultimately a series of decisions. So Kirsten, welcome to Over the Edge Podcast. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I love every single conversation we have. So this is just a treat for my Tuesday. Same. We are, we are fun and silly. So I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell, tell first, let's talk about what is decision coaching and how do you help people ho- like what kind of magic happens when you can hone in on decisions with coaching? Yes. So obviously everything is a decision. So decision coaching can sound a little bit like a a weird niche, maybe like a little bit, duh, every kind of coach (laughs) is helping people make decisions. But what I really love helping people do is update their decision-making because Mm -hmm. however you make decisions today, you ended up with that kind of system just over time. You ended up with the decision-making habits and your norms that you just developed because that's how they worked for you in school. That's how you were taught your family of origin. That's how you got through the beginning of your really tough career. So usually we haven't spent a lot of time being intentional about how do we want to make our decisions, which is bananas because as we already said, everything is a freaking decision. So usually when people come to me, they're in kind of mid-career and beyond. I work with people between like 30s and 60s who are very smart and very creative and very hardworking. And they know that they haven't been as deliberate as they want to be. They have ended up making a lot of decisions that they're like, I don't really know why I said yes to hosting Thanksgiving this year. I never enjoy that and I don't want to do it. Or (laughs) I have have been hustling on this career track for years and I can't really tell you why. And I Mm. feel like I don't feel totally in charge of that decision, but everything's working out. So am I crazy? Or, you know, we just have overthinking up the wazoo because again, we're not taught, how do you think? We don't take a class in school. Like how does your brain work? How does your, how does (laughs) loss aversion work? How does fear of regret work? How does negativity bias work? And so 
usually what I what are we do in our coaching is yes, we clarify your goals and we help you build accountability and clean up your schedule or your to-do list or write a chapter a month for your book or whatever the external goals are. But we also update the way that you make decisions so that you are less people pleasy, less perfectiony, less procrastinating, less overthinky. Yes. And you just feel more in charge. Right. And that comes into play at at all at all points of your creativity because it could be, you know, do I want to go into business as a creative or do I want to mix this gray in with this green and make a different shade of whatever for my canvas? Right. It comes yeah. into play in the overthink. Okay. Well, I say overthinking because I overthink. But it's at yeah. every single point and every single level. And we really don't think about we really don't think about how many decisions that we are making throughout the day and how that can really shift things for us, especially I know there are a lot of people out there that have been in their career for a certain amount of time and things are going well. Um, maybe you like your job, maybe you like your boss, maybe you like your paycheck. And so you're, you're in such a good spot that maybe when you start thinking about what if I actually want to do this? What if this other thing fills my soul more? It almost feels irresponsible to make a decision to switch, right? And that can be really big and scary. And I want to I want to go over that, but there is something I want to touch on before okay. we do that you mentioned that I thought was so interesting. So you said something about um, you, the kinds of systems that we use to make decisions. What are those? Are they internal systems? Are they external systems? Like what kind of systems do we use to make decisions, whether or not we know it? Well, they're all subconscious. That's what we have to get out of the way on the get go because, or from the get go, because we can use this stuff to judge ourselves. Word. So you don't really know unless you've sat down and you probably haven't because you haven't, we, if we <laughs> haven't met, you probably haven't done it yet. Unless you've <laughs> sat down and you've thought through, how do I want to deal with fear? How do I want to respond to resistance? How, what do I want? How do I want to work through decisions? Not mm -hmm. like what decisions do I want to make? Like, how do I want to work through them? It's a very big kind of squishy question. Unless you've sat down and you've decided that, then the systems that are dictating the way you make choices are largely habits. It's mm -hmm. largely just stuff going on automatically in your brain. So you have a default way of responding to uncertainty. You have a default way of responding to uh, fear of regret, of scarcity, of fear, FOPO, other fear of other people's opinions. Yeah. So the systems that we're talking about are 99% unintentional, which is not a bad thing. It's just like, oh, that's a juicy opportunity for you to get super deliberate about some stuff. So when you have a deliberate system that you've kind of upgraded on purpose, you have a way that you know you want to respond to fears, mm -hmm. questions, doubts, desires. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so, okay, let's talk about the decision itself because we we kind of touched we've kind of touched on this before in our other conversations, and I think this is important because I I try to explain this to people like I've tried to explain this in my mentorships and in my masterminds that when you set a goal, setting a goal is very different than deciding on an outcome and deciding what you're going to do. These are two very different things. And mm. I see a lot of creatives get stuck on, I want this, or this is my goal. Why isn't this happening? I'm trying really hard. Why isn't this happening? And the difference I, 
so so maybe you can help me understand this or shape this or explain this because the difference that I see is sometimes one there's a difference between I I put this on my goal list versus I have decided and there's no other option and I don't stop until we hit this. So what what is that? <laughs> What's a good way to talk about that? I think a really helpful way to talk about it, tell me what you think, is likening it to something that people already understand. Mm. And I think of it in terms of travel. Mm -hmm. I think it is very easy to understand what it feels like to know you're going to Denver next month on the 10th. Mm -hmm. You can walk around your life feeling like you know that. Yeah. There's a certainty. There's a conviction. There's a calmness. You also have, have to take actions to make that happen, right? You have to decide that that's the date or you have to decide to sign up for the thing that you're going. I mean, real life example, you have mm -hmm. to decide, like in my case, you're going to participate in your friend's 40th birthday mm -hmm. shenanigans. You're all college friends. You never get to see each other all at the same time. You're going to go do yoga at Red Rocks. It's going to be so fun. You're going mm -hmm. to Denver. Mm-hmm. I think it's really helpful for people to know like, oh, I know what it's, I know what it feels like to be certain mm -hmm. in like kind of a calm way, but also take action on it, like make it happen, arrange mm -hmm. my schedule, buy the sunscreen, whatever, mm -hmm. buy the plane ticket mm -hmm. because you're, you're just guessing. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know that there's going to be a thunderstorm that day mm -hmm. and your plane is going to be delayed for like 13 hours and you're going to have to deplane twice before you actually get on for the third time and then end up getting there at 3.30 in the morning mm -hmm. instead of five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Also that's, true story. That's exactly what it is. It's because you right? can you can be in the group chat saying, Yeah, I'll be in Denver. You can yeah. pack you can pack your bags, you can go shopping, you can get the sun, you can plan to go to Denver, but did you book your ticket? And I think that's where what what the difference can be is you can put as as many things on your goal list as as you want, but did you decide? Did you book yes. the ticket? Did you yes. put your you know what I mean? Like there's yes. planning and then there's did you book your ticket? And it seems yes. like obvious and small, but that's, there is a major difference there. Yes. And I think I was even getting ahead of myself in my example too, because I'm already skipping to the part where people resist making the decision. Mm -hmm. But the difference that you asked in your brilliant question that I just kind of like buzzed after, buzzed by was like, what's the difference between putting a goal on, on a paper and deciding? And it is that difference of like, I want to go to Paris someday versus like, I'm going to buy my ticket. I'm going to make take work off. I'm going mm -hmm. to, I'm going to go. And that's the, you know what the feeling is because you know what it's like to think I want to go to Paris someday. And you know what the feeling is to be like, I'm going to Paris on <laughs> November 10th. Yes. Right? That's okay. what it, that's exactly so that's what it is. Difference. That's what it is because <laughs> I, I this is, we have that, to talk about that later, but it's so true because this is, that's actually what I did when I graduated from college. The plan was always, so my plan was always, uh, move to New York, which I did. Um, right. So once I it, like, once I hit, like, I don't know, middle school, my friends I grew up with can attest to this. Once I hit like later middle school, I was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to New York one day, you guys. And like, nobody can sway me. For, I was very, clear in what I was going to do. So through the rest of middle school, through high school, through college. So this is a plan that I'm sticking to for 10 years. But yeah. the thing about it is, it's what I want to do for 10 years. 
And when I finally get to the point where like I've graduated college, it was, then it becomes time to book the ticket. I've been thinking about it. I've been wanting it. I've been planning it for 10 years, but nothing happens until I book that ticket. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is, this shows you who I am, but like I, I graduated college on a Saturday and my plane ticket to New York was Monday. I had no apartment. I had no job. I had no friends in the city. I had nothing, but you could not stop me from going. There was no possible way to keep me from getting on that plane. And I, this was 2006. So I was able to show up in New York, find an apartment and find a job within a month. I found an apartment in a week. That's weird. That would never happen anymore. And I found oh a job God. in about a month, a full-time job. And then until, until I found that full-time nine to five, I tempt. So I had like, there were options, right? I just did temp work and I had some interesting temp work and I worked at Starbucks. But like, once it came time to book the ticket, you could not stop me from from finally deciding that like I was all in. So it yes. was, it was certainly wasn't easy, right? Of course, there's like a million things that get in your way and, um, things like that, but it is, it's, did you book, but did you book the ticket? And this is a conversation yeah. I had with people when I came home later that year, um, for the holidays, people said, I can't believe you just got up and moved to New York or, or how did you, how did you get up and move your whole life? And I'm like, you just, I literally said, you just have to book a ticket and pack a bag. Like that's the only way to yeah. do it. There's no other way. So when yeah. it comes to the, like the goals that you have in your head, making that decision is you got to book the ticket. And that's it. Yeah. There is no, there is yeah. nothing else. Okay. And I think that the trip analogy is so helpful because you, it's hard to think of, well, what changes if I just think of something as a goal versus to think of it as a decision, like what changes in the world? But when you think that's, I think that's what, one of the things I was getting at with my roundabout Denver option uh, example is like, it's just all guesses. Like mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen, but, right. and we can't control it all. Mm -hmm. So a, we can't rely on what feels guaranteeable or realistic. We mm -hmm. just can't because exactly. we cannot tell the future. And that's stopping a lot of people from making a decision mm -hmm. and just keeping it on something on a wish list. Cause it's like, Ooh, I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if I can do it. Mm -hmm. So we can talk through all that if you want to, but there's also <laughs> like when you make the decision mm -hmm. to go to New York, go to Paris, go to Denver, <laughs> I don't recommend anyone goes to Denver, <laughs> Denver. I've never had a good trip there. <laughs> Once I get there, it's fine, but it's always fucking thunderstorms. Sorry. Can we swear? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, it's always <laughs> thunderstorming and it's just messes with the flights, but there's a, there's a moment of activation that mm -hmm. happens that is necessary because the trip won't happen yes. unless you decide it's happening and you book the ticket and you don't have to know everything. You're like, Oh, I didn't know that we needed to, uh, you know, have yeah. this kind of shoe on this trip. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out. Yep. But there's a moment of activation and that's the difference. I think when mm -hmm. you're just writing down things that I would love to happen or mm -hmm. things that I wish for myself someday versus I am going to decide that I'm going to make yeah. six figures next year, or I'm going to get a work of art in this gallery, or I'm going to 
publish a book or whatever it is. Yeah. Because it was that way. Activation. Exactly. It's the activation because once I, once I bought the plane, like it's the difference becomes once you make a decision, like once I made the decision, like I bought my plane ticket, I'm going to New York. You couldn't stop me. There was no, there was no other option. And it really not, there was nothing that was clear. I knew nothing. I really like I went to my student, yeah. my student center at graduation, usually the career center where you'll go and say, this is where I'm going to be after school. Can I meet some alumni in the area? So I went to my student center at University of Oklahoma and I said, or career center. And I said, I'm moving to New York. Are there any alumni I can connect with in New York? And my career center said, nope, we know oh no gosh. one. <laughs> Best of luck to you. So I, I had no connections. I didn't know anybody. I had fr- I had friends, luckily, from a different school that ended up moving there like a month later or around the same time. So eventually I made a few friends and we made more friends. Um, but I didn't know anything. I didn't I, like I had like I didn't have a job. I didn't have an, I didn't have anything to land on once I got there. But you couldn't stop me. There was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing that scared me enough about it to stop me, I guess is one way to put it. But it's it's that. And the funny thing that happens is I get to New York. I'm there for a year and I realize this is not the place for me. I've been oh planning God, on it for 10 years. Yes. <laughs> right. Which I think speaks to the fact that like, OK, I think something that scares people is what if I fully dedicate myself to this decision and it's the wrong decision? And you know, I've been there, done that. I'm so glad I moved to New York. I did it for a year. I figured out whether or not it was right for me. And in the end, at the time, it was not right for me. And so I mm-hmm. made a different decision eventually. Came out yeah, to LA. Yeah. Um, so That's what about that? What, so what happens? Yeah. What happens when you make this big decision and you go for it and then you're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> that that, the- that wasn't it. The way that I, I mean, this trip analogy, I swear I'm going to keep coming back to it because people understand decision-making when it comes to planning physical (laughs) travel. Mm -hmm. And here's my question. If you plan a trip to Oklahoma, right? (laughs) Let's say, Mm -hmm. and you plan all the things you're going to do because you think you'll like it. Mm -hmm. And then you get there. And you have a different experience than you wanted. You learn new things. Like, oh, I don't like camp- camping. I don't know what they do in Oklahoma. Like, maybe <laughs> camping is beautiful like, in Oklahoma. That's, that's okay. Good, yeah, so, but maybe you're not a camper, right? Maybe you thought you might be, and you found out. Oh, I tried it. I don't like it, or mm-hmm. I don't like it in Oklahoma. Or I don't like it in this season of my life, or mm-hmm. it's harder than I thought it was going to be, and I'm not really up for that challenge. I don't think I'm going to get anything out of it that I thought, or. Or you think, oh, this is fine and I don't want to stay as long as I wanted to. Does that mean it was the wrong decision and it, you 100% would have been better off and happier if you'd done something else? Or mm-hmm. does it mean you had an experience, learned from it, and get to move on with your life? Exactly. exactly. The answer is up to you. Right. You get to decide. Yeah. Well, in my, right? when I, so I was like 23 and I was, so I was like, okay, well, New York's not for me. I was so embarrassed to have to, I went, I ended up coming to LA like a month later and I came back through Oklahoma because I stopped because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to LA. I'm going to stop in Oklahoma and buy a car and then make my way out. Um, and I was so, emb- I was, so I was back in Oklahoma for like a month before I made it back out to California. And I was, so, I was like, people are going to think I'm such a failure. Like I was mortified that like for 10 years I'd been talking about moving to, moving to New York and I'm there a year and leaving. I was, I was mortified. Yeah. And so that, 
but then tell then what happened because I know how this story ends. <laughs> and then I came out to California and I've been here 17 years. Um, I also came out to California without a job or an apartment. Um, and I actually had I had family out here that I was able to stay with for a couple of weeks until I found an apartment because again, it now it's 2007 and you can still find uh, housing pretty reasonably and quickly. So I today diff- would be a different story, but in 2007 it was doable. And um, and I've been here 17 years, and I was surprised at like the major shift that happened in my vision of who I thought I was going to be when I grew up. Because I really thought I'll move to New yeah. York, I'm going to yeah. be doing this job, and I had to change completely who I had concepted myself as. Uh, Thousand percent, and that was re- that but part was really that was hard. data you needed, and we're not going to mm-hmm. get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly, and exactly. I think if I remember your story correctly, you went back to Oklahoma with embarrassment, and mm-hmm. your the response you got from people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was like. You went to you were, you did it. Right? Yeah. People like nobody like, I was only there for a year. Mm-hmm. But it, you were there for a year. Exactly. Right? It, yeah. It, there are a hundred different ways you could tell every story. Mm-hmm. And if you make yourself the hero of your story, then that's not a failure. Mm-hmm. And you exactly. should never have to be embarrassed for your conviction. And people get so scared that they're going to be convicted about something. Can you be convicted about something? Feel conviction about something. Yes. Yes. Be certain about something. Make mm-hmm. this decision that I am going to go after this thing that I'm deciding I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And they're so worried that if they follow through on that and give it their all and then they get new information mm-hmm. and want to make new decisions at future points in time, that they'll have something to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to like write that piece, of, like write it on a piece of paper and burn it. Like <laughs> embarrassment for your conviction is not something that will ever serve you unless you're being convicted, convict, can, having conviction about like, I can't do things. This isn't available to me. <laughs> Well, this feeds perfectly into, okay, a a phrase you used earlier that I also wanted to come back to was FOPO, fear of other people's opinions, which is Mm -hmm. also a major thing that gets in our way when we are deciding and being dedicated and deciding on our conviction and what we're going to do. Okay. So how do you work with the feeling of like FOPO? I love that phrase. (laughs) You, first of all, you spend some real time thinking about how important you want your own opinion to be. Because I think the misunderstanding with the whole FOPO and the whole like comparison and the whole, but some people's opinions I do value and some people I do believe know more than me, it's all focused Mm. externally. And it's not actually as worthwhile your time, I think, to, to focus on how important are other people's opinions. Because again, you could argue for the next decade about why is your mentor's opinion important? Why is your Mm -hmm. mom's opinion valuable? Whatever. We're not trying to argue about any of that. What I want you to do is think about how important do you want to make your own opinion? Mm -hmm. How much authority are you giving yourself in your own life? Everyone's opinion is allowed to be important if you want it to be, if you want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. And some people, we do want to value their opinion. We want to value our coach, our mentor, our teacher, our best friend, our spouse, whatever, make their opinions important. Fine. Have a ball. But how much authority do those opinions have in your life? 
and in how you think about your decisions and how you make decisions. Because mm-hmm. if the authority balance is off, then you don't have so much of a fear of people's opinions problem. You have a like fear of your own opinion problem, I think. Yes. You're not making it important enough. Right. You haven't put, you haven't made your opinion your the first, the number one authority for yourself. Yes. And that will, that will, that will just fold your life in on itself for decades to come. It will yes. just rearrange everything in a way that you just don't like you'll, I really, this, this sounds, I feel like this sounds like a bummer, but there is a day that comes where you wake up and you realize, wow, I've lived half my life. I've lived 60 years of my life. I've lived 80 years of my life. Did I spend that time with myself first, with, with doing what I want to do, building the life I want to build, or did I spend a life building a life for other people to enjoy that I might not be thrilled with. That day will come. I think a lot of us are like, oh, time, like we don't think the time is going to pass. The time absolutely passes. And we we should be able to wake up at 80 and go, yes, I did that how I wanted to do it, no matter what other people said. Yes. Hmm? And that's where I think, okay, you have to decide what you're going to think because unfortunately, some people are shitty. And I mean, are they shitty or they just not know how to manage their own emotions? So they take it out on you in crappy ways. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Some people present as shitty. (laughs) So you got to decide what you're going to think of like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this decision to move to New York, to write the book, whatever. And I'm going to decide this is going to happen. And you got to decide what you want to think about it. Here are my reasons I like this. Here's everything I'm up for. I can't tell the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to have to deplane a few times. Who knows? I can <laughs> I can figure it out. I don't mm-hmm. know where I'm going to live. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how to get a publisher. I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to decide this happens. Here's why it matters to me. Here's what I know today. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can know. Because at some point, someone might invite you to be embarrassed about something or be ashamed of something or mm-hmm. th- feel selfish. Like someone might invite you to think like, Ooh, you're, I have, I have so many clients in academia and medicine who are making career changes because those industries are just famously <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard to thrive in, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a big generalization, but like the people that I've worked with have been conditioned to think like, yes, go above and beyond. Don't expect to get paid for it. And you should just be grateful to be doing worthwhile work. Um, Here's your overtime. You're welcome. (laughs) And so many of them end up setting huge boundaries, taking their Mm -hmm. career in some direction that they never thought it would go. One, One of my clients switched completely from like academic, like microbiology to voice acting which I think Ooh, is phenomenal. It's so cool. Like PhD, just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to mm-hmm. do this. And people will invite you to think you're making the wrong decision. Oh, for people sure. People will invite you to think like, mm-hmm. you can't set that goal. Who are you exactly. to do that? That's exactly. selfish. That's irresponsible. And if you haven't decided where you stand on it, you'll accept that invitation. Mm. Oh my gosh. You and will. This is so true. And be like, well- I had mm-hmm. that idea once that I wanted to do that thing, but yeah. so-and-so didn't, 
didn't like that idea for me in my life. This is okay. So this is the reason I have never once asked anybody else what they think I should do with my life. Like I've never, I, it never occurs to me to ask anybody else, why would I care? Because, and the reason I, and I, that sounds so dismissive, but the reason I always think of it is because I've been always very aware, like people aren't going to tell me what they think I should do. They're going to tell me what they would do if they were in my situation. And I don't actually yes. care what they would do. They have different circumstances. They have different things happening. They have different stories. So I've never once asked anybody, should I move to New York? Should I stop being a journalist and be, um, should I stop being a journalist and be a photographer instead? Should I start? I just don't, it doesn't matter to me because nobody can be in my shoes and nobody can have my exact happenings around them. Right. Like it's not uh, it's not something that's transferable. So the only person that can make your decisions anyway is you. And so I think, so tell me, okay, tell me what you think about this. Do you ever do you ever advise people to just stop asking other people what they should do? I ask people to question why they want someone's opinion. That's it. I'm not going to tell you who to ask for advice or not, but if you're going to ask your mentor or your business coach or your, I'm trying to think of like your clientele or all creatives and it's, tough when you're in like a, I'm making my own life up situation Mm -hmm. because on one hand you have a lot of freedom, you're making it up. And on the other hand, you're like, I have no rules. I don't know what the right thing to do is. It's not, there's no predetermined path for the very correct thing to do. So I think it's very easy in those situations to look to authority figures who know better Mm -hmm. and This is where I just want people to, again, just take a second to give, tap into your own authority, give yourself some authority and think, okay, do I want to ask this person's opinion because I think they have the right answer and I want them to tell me the right answer? Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that mean there might be a little room for you to build up some self-trust and believe that you have the right answer? Or are you asking this person's opinion because you think you know what you want and you just want them to approve of it and agree with you? Yeah. mm, (laughs) That might not go well. (laughs) We can can beef up the confidence that you allow yourself in your Mm -hmm. own knowing and your (laughs) desires. So I just, I don't think that other people's opinions are irrelevant and useless across the board, but I think- Oh my gosh. As someone who used to, at the beginning of my business, my brain was like a sieve. Like I wouldn't even let an idea sit in it for not seven seconds before I like (laughs) shot it out into the world to ask people what they thought of it. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem because Mm -hmm. that was my decision-making system at the time. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't give myself any room to think, what do I think of this? What what are my thoughts? (laughs) I, I was relying exclusively on external direction and validation and instruction. And <laughs> so I think I would, my my guidance would just be to check, like, mm-hmm. why do you want someone's opinion? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you don't know what you're going to that yeah. person for, and you feel like I just, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just used to running my stuff by other people, then it's like, well, Maybe that's the old way and maybe mm-hmm. it worked. Who knows? Who cares? But for this new chapter where you get to actually be super intentional and like 
stop setting dream goals and start making decisions, which I'm yes with this whole premise that you've offered us. Like maybe that's not the way that's going to get you there. And you know, that's okay. Yes. Cause you were talking about earlier, you had mentioned you were talking about guessing because oh, I think a lot of our worry mm-hmm. about authority is because we feel like when we are our own authority, we feel like we're just guessing anyway. But the thing is, is if you're outsourcing those decisions to other people, that you think are experts or that you think have more authority in your life, they're guessing too. And with less information about your own life, like you're just outsourcing to people who, who know less about what's going on around you. And and they're guessing just as much as you are. I mean, so getting comfortable with the guessing of it all. I mean, it's what's that song from the nineties. That's like, it's like a talking song that's advice for teens. And it came out maybe the early 2000s. Do you remember that song? He said, he's part of it. He's talking about, he's like, all decisions are half chance anyway. And if that's not the truest thing, it's all half chance anyway. (laughs) We're all just guessing. Yes. Okay. And that's why, that's why we need to come back to Denver and remember (laughs) you can make all the plans you want. Mm-hmm. And you're still not in charge. And that's what I think when people get nervous about activating mm-hmm. the decision inside themselves to be like, I'm going to write the book. Next year will be my six-figure year. Mm-hmm. I will hire a brand specialist, photographer, media, like soulmate person and have them, I'm talking about page Ray, everybody. I don't know <laughs> what your business title is, but I'm going to take a leap and I'm going to, I'm going to do a brand upgrade next year. I think people, when they get to, when, when you get scared of mm-hmm. activating that decision and acting like it's certain, mm-hmm. you feel like, am I, is that allowed? Is that allowed to like, just yeah. walk around thinking I can tell the future. And I'm like, well, do you walk around with a plane ticket to Denver thinking like, yeah, I'm absolutely going to land at five. You're not, no, you're not. You're going to land at three 30 in the morning, (laughs) but you don't know that right now. Mm -hmm. You're just walking around acting as if Mm -hmm. what you want is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And stuff will always surprise you. Stuff Mm -hmm. will always come up. You'll always get new information about what's going on around you or what's going on inside of you. You'll get new information. Make that the plan because you'll handle it. Yes. You'll handle it. But don't stand here and avoid booking a trip to Denver or to Paris. Don't stand here and avoid deciding you're going to write the book Mm -hmm. or do the brand upgrade. Just because you can guarantee yourself that's going to happen. You can guarantee yourself anything. Exactly. And the the thing the thing about it is the other thing I noticed, this brings up one more thing. Do you have a couple minutes to, to keep talking? Because this brings up so, one more I thing have, in my I mind. Have so much buffer time. I talk to you all day. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because this brings up something in my head that I notice also is because people it's the thing is people think they make the decision. They think they've booked their trip to Denver, but what's really happening is they are they 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 haven't booked the ticket right so they think they think that buying the sunscreen is booking a trip to denver they think that saying yes in the group chat is booking their t- trip to denver you know what i mean there are a lot of things like i see a lot of people say and i'm going to say this specifically about photo video or website design since that is what i do but i see a lot of people yeah. who think they've decided this is the year i'm going to do my photos or i'm going to do my rebrand 
and they get on a call with me, for example, and they get excited on the call. They're like, yeah, this is the year. And then they tell themselves, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Or they tell me, I'll let you know when I'm ready. And I know perfectly well that you're saying that because you haven't decided yet. You have not made, you have not booked your trip to Denver. You have not decided. It's not until you take a specific action. It's not until you do X, Y, Z. So, okay, here's my question for you then is what are things that we do that we think are decisions? that are not decisions, right? Mm. Like you were saying earlier, instead of instead of making a list of dreams, start making decisions. So what are yeah. things that we do that we fool ourselves into thinking are making the decisions, are booking the ticket versus what is actually what, what how do we know what we're that what we're doing is really the dedicated thing? Oh, that's such a good question. Talking about it. Mm-hmm. Talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can say this is the year over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can, th- we cannot, we can believe ourselves, but we can, what you're doing by talking about it and not taking an action mm-hmm. is you're believing that you have to wait. You're mm-hmm. believing you don't have enough information yet. You're not ready. Now's not a good time. Later will be easier. You're believing something mm-hmm. that's resulting in this mindset oh, I can, I, I can't take action right now, mm-hmm. but I can, but I can say this is the year. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Another thing is research. Mm-hmm. We love researching mm-hmm. all the options. We love <laughs> researching so true. the best option. <laughs> we love going into rabbit holes to find out, well, should I do the brand update first or should I hire an ad specialists first, or maybe mm-hmm. should I take another course or I, I'm overwhelmed now. I should probably just do laundry. Like exactly. we go in this cycle of, I don't have enough information. I'm going to make the wrong decision. And at some point you, I suggest you decide a decision is better than whatever might be the wrong decision. Cause are mm. you ever going to know? I remember when I first (laughs) built my website on Squarespace, um, (laughs) I just, I knew myself enough to be like, if I research, I'm going to put this off for at least two months. Mm -hmm. If I research all of the platforms and who says it's the easiest and who says it's the what's and who's, whose opinions, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me get advice. Let me go to Reddit. And I was like, I would rather make a decision today based on minimal information than mm-hmm. not have a website tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And I just so I was like Squares I've heard of Squarespace. <laughs> One of my friends uses it. She's pretty smart. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> I'm not going to look at literally any other option. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's that willingness to make an imperfect decision. Mm-hmm. That we're lacking. So we like bury ourselves in research, Mm -hmm. but you notice how like we're doing all these things, right? We're like talking a lot about what's going to happen without taking action. We're researching because that feels like action, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you're digging a hole in the same place instead of like digging a tunnel forward. Uh, what's another one? I feel like there's something that people I feel like oh, people they do like the side, they, they do like the yes. detailed sidelines. Like mm-hmm. you can be working on 
you know, you can want to uh, publish your website. Let's just Mm -hmm. use that example. Like you can want to publish your website, but um, I haven't gotten the, my about page bio quite right yet. Like Mm -hmm. I, or you know, what is more common? Like I want to um, start selling my paintings. Yes. I don't have a website yet. So I should, I should really make a website first. Mm -hmm. Like we Mm -hmm. put obstacles in front of the thing that we want. Yeah. Because who knows why someone told us we mm-hmm. are tr- looking for excuses that action feels scary, but they we've we've set a destination mm-hmm. and then we've found the route with like the hardest route there. And we're like exactly convinced, well, I can't sell my paintings unless I have a website. And it's, it's like yes. uh that's the so, wild thing is I see yeah. people do that all the time. Like I, so I, I'll see people say, okay, well, I want to do my photo shoot, but first I need to, I need to find some wardrobe options. I want to do my photo shoot, yeah. but first I need to X, Y, Z. When, yes. when really what would, what it would be is if you would book your photo shoot, everything else falls into place, right? They right. Like you book the plane ticket place. and then you're like, I guess I got to go shopping for shoes. Exactly. For hiking boots. Cause I'm going on a hiking trip. Like exactly. That is so true. All of those obstacles either fall away or take care of themselves or they just get done because you've already made your decision on the rest of it and you've already taken action. So like, so what we're talking about is instead of the ways that you know that you are putting off your decision is you're talking about it instead of doing it. You are researching it instead of taking action. You are focusing on smaller other obstacles instead of getting straight to the heart of the point, getting right to that end decision. Yeah. 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 I think that's such a brilliant question. And we're not like, we're not judging any of this. We all do it. The, the, the actual most useful thing you can do if you see yourself doing these, any of these behaviors is ask like, what am I believing that's Mm -hmm. reinforcing this behavior? Do I believe I'm not ready and I have to wait? Do I believe I don't know enough and I'm going to put myself in danger if I take action? Mm -hmm. Do I believe that it has to be hard. Usually yes. people, or or I don't deserve it. Like usually when people are saying like, oh, I want to start, oh, I'm so proud of it. Well, one of my clients just was like, I'm going to start an organizing business. And her mind went briefly to, well, first I need an accountant and first I need a like an LLC and I need a website and I need this. And she like let her brain do that. But then mm-hmm. she was also willing to question uh, do I need to put all of that in between me and selling my service or can I just mm-hmm. sell my service, take one step forward? And then she freaking like did it and she's making money and she's figuring everything else out as she goes. Right. Oh. So I want you to question, like, do you think that you're not ready? Do you think mm-hmm. that you're not deserving? Do you think you will be putting yourself in danger? Those are worthwhile questions to answer. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't think you're ready, why? What? How are you going to know when you're ready? Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate question. Like if you're, if you want to be a surgeon, please wait until you feel ready because <laughs> you defined ready as like, I have graduated medical school. Like mm-hmm. that's fine. But <laughs> I, I dare you to define ready mm-hmm. in very tangible criteria mm-hmm. that you can check off. And then as soon as you do it, you give yourself the green light to go because ready mm-hmm. is just a most of the time it's a feeling we're waiting for and it's not going to show up. So exactly. Exactly. I actually, you're telling me, 
I, I do this on sales calls. If you ever, if you're listening and you ever get on a sales call with me, I'm going to tell you what, what to expect right now. If you're, if you, if you're on a sales call with me and you get to a point where you're like, this actually sounds really good. I'm excited about this. And I say, great. Mm. Would you like to go ahead and do you want to get it booked? And if you say, I will let you know when I'm ready, what I'm going to ask you then is very specifically, I hear you. So here's my question for you. What do you need to feel ready? Nine out of 10 times, the answer is, I don't, I don't really know. Yes. And that's a default just system. That's a default decision-making system, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In perfect, like a perfect example. Just this, this default to assuming, oh, I can't act now. Mm -hmm. And it's not bad, but it's, it's, if it's not under your control, Mm -hmm. that's what you're naming. I do the same thing on my consult. I mean, I'm a decision-making coach. So when people are like, (laughs) okay, this sounds great. Um, I just need to think about it. My question, Mm -hmm. I ask the exact same question. How are you going to think about it? What is Mm -hmm. that going to look like? What are you going to think about? Because this is how we put off things for months and years. We say we're going to think about it. We have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I'll put it off for two weeks and then I'll like two weeks from now, I'll know what I want. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. That's not how we go to Paris. It's not how we go to Paris. It's not how we go to Denver. It's not how we move to New York. (laughs) It's not how you get your book written or your brand updated (laughs) or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to decide. And that's the thing too. It's like deciding is scary. The Latin root of the word to just like decide means Mm -hmm. to cut off. It's scary. Oh, you're, you're you're cutting yourself off from the other options Mm -hmm. because you're taking a bold, scary move to be like this one, not these other, all these other ones. Oh my gosh. I didn't. Okay. So I love stuff like that. And listeners, you couldn't see my face when, (laughs) when Kirsten said that, but it was a very like, it was, my mouth was so wide open. I looked like the killer from scream. I was like, (laughs) I did not know that. That's so cool. But that really does put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. It's normal to be scared. And I think that's a lot of what people confuse with the readiness is like, mm-hmm. I feel scared. So obviously I'm not ready. And it's like, no, that's nope. not, that's normal. We sh- we yeah. probably should feel like a little bit if we're making a big decision. Exactly. But I think that's another thing. You know, I had a, a client once who had this blog she used to write and then she stopped and she was like thinking about reviving it. Mm-hmm. And she was calling herself procrastinator because she just wasn't doing it. She was doing other things Mm -hmm. and she hadn't made that activating decision that's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But I asked her like, does the fact that you're not doing it just mean you have decided you don't want to do it and you just need to catch up to your decision? Wow. And we do that a lot too. It's like Mm -hmm. maybe the thing that's taking up space in your mind you don't want it enough to decide. And that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it can also be painful to let go of an mm-hmm. idea that you're not really willing to commit to right now. But yeah, as painful and scary as it is, that's going to free up so much more energy and life force to decide mm-hmm. something that you are clear on that you want. Yeah. And I've talked to so many people who've spent years years holding on to like a half goal that they're not taking action on, but they're not Mm -hmm. letting go. And it just feels so crappy. You end up with this story about yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I don't do things. I don't make progress. I don't do what I say I want to do. And it's, 
I don't think sometimes it's not that you want to do it and you're not doing it. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but you have to like make the decision to not do it. Exactly. Got very meta there, but it's so true. It's so true. And it's, and it's the, I feel like it really speaks to like the myth of ready. Yeah. Because ready is never, it's just not anything you're ever going to know or feel. And like, I, like I was not, I wasn't ready to move to new. I mean, obviously I wasn't ready to move to, I moved without a job and without an apartment and without friends and without connection. Like I wasn't ready to move to New York. And I knew like, I didn't, I didn't, I felt certain in my choice, but I didn't feel certain in everything else that surrounded it. Right. There wasn't a ready sort of thing. And I think that's what people are waiting on. They're ready to, they're waiting until they land in a, in a vibe of ready that doesn't exist, which is mm-hmm. why so much never gets done is we're, we're waiting to be ready. We're just yeah. never, that doesn't exist. And the sooner you can move from a place of like, well, I'm not ready. I'm scared, but I know what I want. So let's go ahead and try it. The sooner you can do that, the sooner your life starts like being clear as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Good as fuck. Yeah. Yes. Like you, you got to give yourself some grace and be like, okay, I'm feeling lots of human emotions right now because it's a big decision. Like if you're going to go after something and it's big by your definition, by the way, like mm-hmm. you don't have to be writing a book. I just have a couple clients writing books. So it's like, it's on my mind, but the big decision for you can be updating your brand. And for someone else that yeah. might be like a small looking decision and be like mm-hmm. no brainer or easy or whatever. What If it feels big to you, it's big. Don't overthink that. But give yourself permission to like have the feels and then make the decision and recognize that it is 100% normal that you don't know everything Mm -hmm. or feel in control of everything because if it, you would only feel totally in control of everything and have zero unknowns if it were a small decision. Like it's easy to decide mm-hmm. I'm going to have chicken for lunch. <laughs> like I yeah. can be certain about that. I cannot angst about it. Mm-hmm. It's small decision, very little variables, very little out of your control, mm-hmm. very little unknowns. So let it be normal that there are tons of unknowns and be honest with yourself. Like, yeah, I'm not supposed to know if it were easy, it would be easy. And everyone would be writing books and selling art and making it's so true, like running their own businesses Mm -hmm. and feeling super confident in themselves. That's a decision you can make too. Like just to be like, decide I'm going to be 100% certain Mm -hmm. that what I offer is valuable and I'm going to be confident in myself. Like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to do that. You don't know how you're going to like what you're going to do first or how it's going to work out or how it's going to go. You don't need to. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) That was so good. I knew this was going to be such a juicy conversation. Oh my gosh. Kirsten, thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you and to actually first tell us what you've got going on. What are you working on right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but there is a summit that is going on at the top of November for Ivy League women. So if that is you and you want like a high vibe day of connection and embracing imperfection, um, 
that can, that's on my website. And I, I feel like the replay will be available too. So if this is like after the fact, you can still get it. I have a decision quiz, like a decision style quiz on my website. You can go to kirstenparker.quiz for, no, kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. My coffee is kicking in now <laughs> and find out your decision style. And if you want the to come to the workshop on that too, we're going to be talking about the system stuff that we did today. So if you're an overthinker, if you're a people pleaser, like how to make the most of that without becoming a different person and then how to like avoid the biggest pitfalls. So the workshop on that is going to be November. So you can go to kirstenparker.com forward slash decision style, come to the free workshop. My workshops are freaking amazing. I'm just going to toot my horn. They're super valuable. I do like live coaching in them. It's I invite my real clients, like my existing clients to them. So I'm never there to like waste anybody's time. I'm like, this is going to be good. So uh, you can go to that kirstenparker.com forward slash decision style and either come to the workshop live or get the replay. And if it's after the fact, I always have the replay up. So that's what I'm doing now. And then next year, the group program's coming back. So if you want to become a decision master, check out the group. I love love that. I love that. Okay. So (laughs) find the info at kirstenparker.com and also find Kirsten on Instagram at KP coaching. And we'll have all of those links in the show notes. Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us today. This was incredible. I know everybody got a ton out of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And can you tell us what date, actually, what date is the summit? Because this, this this probably will be up ahead of it. Oh, perfect. Um, the summit's November 9th. Oh, perfect. The Ivy League Women's Summit. The website, my, the info's on my website. And you don't have to be an Ivy League woman to come. Just so you know, we're going to be gearing it towards Ivy League women. But if you're comfortable in an atmosphere where it's women who are holding, used to holding themselves to high standards and performing at a top level, like you'll fit in and you'll feel fine. If it's going to make you feel weird because you feel like an outsider, don't come, don't, don't subject yourself to that. But we're not going to be like pointing out Ivy League stuff. It's just like the focus is the standard because we've all, there's perfectionist in all of us and we don't, we're not perfect and we don't have to be. So that's November 9th. The workshop on your decision style and making the most of it is November 16th. And then the Decision Masters program is enrolling now. So, so much fun. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And you'll be, again, you guys will be able to find all those links in the show notes. And be sure and go follow Kirsten and visit the website and say hi because she's also just really fun. So you should drop in and say hi to her. (laughs) Well, you're really fun. Also, if you do go to the website, that's all Paige Ray Creative. So I am a happy customer here. And you can see like what you would be. I think I'm a case study on your website. Yes, you are. So you are the major case study. <laughs> if you're thinking about a brand update, I just can't encourage you to take action on that fast enough and book your call. Thank you all so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me here today on Over the Edge podcast. Come back next week. And of course, like, subscribe, give me five stars. I would love that. Um, Help a girl out because I am new to this podcasting thing and I could really use the support. Thank you guys so much for being here and I'll talk to you next week.